What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, just the 90 minutes from wherever you are. Who's doing it today? Uh, me, because Bunchy <laughs> had to go get your food. Okay, go. <laughs> well, Who's doing it? He's back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Bunchy wants to do it, or should I just take it? Yeah, Why just you get the whatever. interns to go get your food? God. I don't know. I don't know where they are. It's after 5 o'clock. The interns are here. Oh. That's not what y'all need to know, that the interns are here. Yeah. But, is it true you can't uh, ask interns can to get food you anymore? See, thank you, Funchy. It, it is his segment. Oh, uh, let me open my computer, and I'm and tired catch already. Breath. Yeah, catch, catch your breath. Yeah, catch your breath. Funchy, you got to be here fast, dude. dude that's yeah, why he's real. out of breath. Quick style. Why he's out of breath. He climbed the stairs. He didn't take the elevator, this kid. That's right. Oh, <laughs> damn, Funch. Okay. Damn. <laughs> I'm going to have you guys thinking that way, but okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, bad news. Um, if you're you know under 18 or even a parent of a person that's over 18 or mm. under 18, Knott's Berry Farm has announced a chaperone policy. What? Yes. That require, I don't care because I young kids. But. <laughs> that require all guests age 17 or under to be accompanied by a an adult 21 or older on Fridays and Saturdays. Why? Are kids acting like pains in the ass? Well, yeah. I guess, I, I guess last week there was a big fight among some teenagers at Knott's Berry Farm. And That's the two-buck truck. And they were well. wilding out. So um, Wait, wait. Who's wilding out? Some teenagers. Some teenagers got into a, like a big riot fight or whatever. Wait, they riot? Had to, they, riot? They actually had to close down Knott's Berry Farm no way. last Saturday. Yeah, I'm not lying. They you had know, to close I've never it down. been to Knott's Berry Farm? Yeah. Oh, my God. Is Knott's Berry Farm is great. It's great. It's great. Knott's Berry Farms, George, I'm telling you right now. My kids have. I haven't. If you like roller coasters. Disney. I'm sorry. I'm eating salad. You no, know, Disney's <laughs> awesome, but, but like if you just like roller coasters. Okay, I know a lot of people like Six Flags, Six Flags which man. I understand, but I've it's never been far. there. It's I've been California been Adventure. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Team Disney, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Team <laughs> Disney's great, but but seriously, like Knott's Berry Farms is a fun place to take your kids, especially if you like roller coaster riding. You know, I like it a lot there at Knott's Berry, but if I got if they shut down the park because a bunch of punks got into a fight, oh my god, I'd be so pissed. And that's that's what exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened last Saturday, Kaplan. Yeah, because dude, I paid for this money. Well, I mean, not me, but I mean, if you'd paid this money, you know what I'm saying? Like to to go into the park, me, I'd call and be like, "Yo, I'm coming in. You guys got me, or what's up?" <laughs> but if you paid money to go into the park, I'd be furious, man. Yeah, I, I'd be furious too, and that's exactly what happened last Saturday. Uh, a bunch of kids wild really out. Fun. There was a there was a riot. That's what they said. I, I saw the alerts on my phone on Twitter. Yep, yep. Knott's Berry really? Farm got shut down like at seven o'clock at night because of these kids that were wilding out and fighting each other. Dude, first of all, I didn't mm-hmm. know these guys were wiling out. That I had no idea about. You know where right. I was, Cappy? Tell me. Oh, you were at Disney. Disneyland. That's right. You Not were. wilding pe- like that. Yeah. Hey. You know, hey, people at Disney are happy. They don't get into fights at Disneyland. I mean, I don't know about all that, but yes. You know? I was are, happy there. Yeah. So I would be upset if I paid money to take my kids to Knott's Berry, and then the park got shut down because a bunch of punks got into a fight. Now, here's hey, the they, thing. By the way, real quick, they just yeah. kind of jipped me on this sandwich. Do you see? This is like a half of a chicken sandwich. Holy moly. That is not a full chicken. We got to. <laughs> no, I'm happened, just eating George? it at this point. I know, tell me, but tell I need to take a picture of that. It's Let like a see. small <laughs> chicken sandwich. Like, literally, it's like half of a chicken sandwich. Isn't that you mean, even, they, you it's mean there's not bread, enough bro. chicken. It's, it's, like a, it's like a grilled chicken tender on one yes. side. And then the avocado, I just filled it with the other side. Wow. Come on, Yard House. You can do better. I'm, I'm going to make a text. Hold up. I'm going to send a text. No, 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 no. no. Oh, I yeah, don't want any more food. I'm fine yeah. now. I know, but I'm going to send a text. Yeah, yeah let him know. Sedano. Let him know. <laughs> let him know. The, anyway, the go deal. ahead, Cappy. I don't know. Anyway, the point is is this. Um, if you tell me that all kids 17 years old and younger have to have an adult, an adult who's 21, 21-year-olds are not adults. No, not adult at all. Adult adjacent? 
Adult and, adjacent, adult, that's right. That's our word, adjacent. I mean, maybe if they were 31. Seriously. Final line going, though. I'll, but, I'll you know, go with my kids. I'm, not, I'm not a parent yet, you know, so, I mean, it, once my, if I am a parent and I my kids grow up or whatever and they want me to chaperone them to Knott's Berry Farm on a Friday night, I'm going to say no, but but I got to go because of this new policy. I know, right? But the, the only problem is this, Funchy. Let's say a bunch of kids start throwing hands, right? I don't, I don't, I don't want to beat up a bunch of kids. No, and no. and worse, I don't want to get beat up by a bunch of kids. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I start out like a tough guy. Like I'll kick all these kids' asses, but then I realize no, they're going to kick my ass. I don't want to get beat up by a bunch of 17 year old little kids. And there's some hey. tough 17 year olds out there too. There's some yeah. tough ones out there. Hey, stop that! Stop that behavior right there. <laughs> some tough you one. stop that! You stop that! Oh no no! Don't touch me! Oh no! Beat well, you him can't up, not touch me. a seventeen year old because then you go to jail. So there's that. You know. I'm oh just really? Saying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you know that part. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's like I had you no can't idea. touch an, a minor cap because you're an adult. You know, what if the minor saying. beats me up? Does he go to jail? I would let the minor beat me up because I'm not going to jail for them. He would go to jail. Yeah. Still. But know, you would go to jail worse. I feel like. I don't want to mess with those dudes. Yeah. Everybody come in peace. Can everybody just come in peace to everything? I to wish. Amusement parks, ball game. Just come in peace. That's all. I wish. I, I'm with you. I'm a peaceful person. From the guy that wanted me and Lindsay to slap each other with tortillas. Right. There you go. That's true. See, <laughs> see, si, si, con tortillas. Pero, um, the thing Pero is. Pero, like. I, see, the only thing is, it's not that I wanted you guys to slap each other. It's just that Mason and Ireland slapped each other. Bergman and Briones slapped each other. So if Sedano and Cap slapped each other, that means unique and Lindsay Baseball got to slap each other. Eh. Where's her drop? Eh. Ah. <laughs> I don't know where. Es un tortilla. <laughs> oh, man. Es un burrito. <laughs> I love when you say that. The innuendo there is pretty funny, too. I know. I don't, I don't think he doesn't. He, he has no idea. Okay, I was like, he didn't get it, He though. has no idea there's innuendo there. <laughs> there's innuendo by saying un burrito? No, the, no, the previous one. The tortilla. Un tortilla? Yes. Yeah. He didn't get it. You have no. Well, no, he doesn't know. That's true. That's he has no idea. Mi español es muy mal, you know. Yeah, there, there's some innuendo there. You need to be careful. Is all I'm saying. Really, I do. Tortilla? Yeah, just really. Yes. Jeez, I thought a tortilla was a tortilla. I didn't know tortilla was something other than a tortilla. I, yeah, it, it could be. I Let mean, just go. depending on the context, you know. You mean like like turtle? Like it means like turtle, like tortuga, tortilla? No. No. Not like that. No. 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 No, no. Un elefante? All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Un caballero? That's you. Sometimes. Funchy, you speak Spanish? Funchy is running to the microphone right now. Funchy wants to know what it means to I like... saw, I don't know what it means, no. <laughs> we'll talk to you during oh, the break. Yeah, yeah. No, Funch, man. It, here's what it means. It means like you take a tortilla you and then you put Mexican stuff in though, it. <laughs> I'm you put stuff I don't in know that. No, I don't. It's okay, Funchy. We'll get <laughs> we'll, there. We'll, we'll it. let you know. Yeah, we'll you roll it there. and then you eat it. That's yeah. what it is. Hey, um, so the Dodgers are in this mix, according to Bob Nightingale of USA Today today. Mm -hmm. Juan like Soto. That. Yeah, I mean, of course the Dodgers are in on it. I mean, if, if there's a guy who's a superstar and a guy who, you know, you have a couple of years – of his current contract, and if there's a team that can actually ultimately sign him long-term, of course the Dodgers are in on it. That's the same reason the Yankees are in on it. That's the same reason the Mets are in on and it. And your little gutty Padres. Well, I don't know if I believe that, because remember Why last not? They year, got a ton of farm. Uh, they got a good farm system. Yeah, and they've got a general manager who's kind of desperate, you know? Right, because of, too. If, 
you know, if he doesn't get them, you know, to the postseason this year, you know, that could be that could be his head kaput. So, yeah, so they they might try and get in on. They might be able to give away the farm to get a guy like Soto. But I would Buster say only he, actually says they could be the favorite. Yeah, listen, they were the favorite to get Max Scherzer last year too. Remember the report? Well, he didn't want to go there. That's different. Well, maybe so. But not only did the Dodgers get Max Scherzer, they also got Trey Turner. So the the Dodgers outsmarted everybody because they got a pitcher that they thought was going to help them get to a World Series, which he almost did. Obviously, I mean, you know, almost get to a championship. And then yeah, his arm died. And then and then Trey Turner, who took over for Corey Seager. So right. you know, the Dodgers outmaneuvered everybody last year. Teams don't want to get outmaneuvered again. Right. But I will say this. What will you say? And I, I, Dodger fans won't agree, but I'll say it. Okay. I think Juan Soto going to the Yankees or the Dodgers, I mean, if he comes to the Dodgers, of course, everybody's going to be excited. I get it. Why wouldn't you be? But it's kind of like, gosh, the, the richest of the rich, and I'm not, listen, I'm not knocking, this isn't small market nonsense, okay? But the richest of the rich get richer. You know, wouldn't you love to see, like, competitive balance because right now the Dodgers are running away with the division anyway. So the it's funny you is, say that. Funny you say mm-hmm. that. Tell me. And this is a super sportsy conversation that we generally don't do around this show. Right. But occasionally we do. Um, I had this conversation with a buddy of mine who is a small market fan, right? And oh, Baltimore Orioles. And by the way, there was a time where the Baltimore Orioles were not considered a small market team, right? Like mm-hmm. when I was a kid, but certainly the case now. Um. And by the way, they're going to be really good in like two years because they have like all these young kids that are going to be awesome. But nonetheless, very frustrated, right? And I said, well, the reality is, and and I don't know if anyone in baseball would ever do this because everyone's like, oh, salary cap, salary cap, and salary cap seems to be a non-starter. I'm not, I'm okay with no salary cap. What I think baseball should institute, if you want to get really super dorky. Do it. You were at USC today talking analytics. You might as well get super dorky. A floor, a salary floor. Yeah, no, I like that. Where you that, have to spend X. Ex- yeah, I that, like that. That makes more sense to me with baseball. Okay, you want to hear something crazy? Like you the, ready? The, what? I don't. I'd have to look at the numbers. Funchy, can you look up the average team salary in Major League Baseball and just oh, wait, tell me what tell the, you, what the middle one you, is? Let me tell you a crazy story real quick. Yeah. You ready for this? So you you saw the story earlier today. Since we're getting really hyper sportsy right yeah, now, go ahead. You saw the story about Kyler Murray in this new contract right, he has on a card. He, he right? makes forty six point one million or whatever, right. which is like one hundred grand more than uh, than Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but hold on, this is crazy. You know that that this kid, Kyler Murray, was a first round draft choice in baseball as well as football, right? Oakland A's, yeah. Yep. Kyler Murray now with his new contract will make on average per year forty six point one million dollars. The Oakland A's payroll, George. The Oakland A's payroll. Is forty-two million. That's Kyler crazy. Murray makes four million dollars more than the entire Oakland A's major league roster. So, Funchy, what is the middle of the pack salary in Major League Baseball? One hundred forty-three mil. All right. Well, maybe that's a little high for some teams. I would say that the floor in Major League Baseball should be at least a hundred million. Yeah, call it a hundred million, just for argument's sake in this conversation, right? Because think about it: the Oakland A's forty-two million. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, if we looked at the bottom, because if you look at the top, Yankees, Dodgers, uh, believe it or not, somehow the Padres all what is, of a sudden have what decided What is the Dodgers, Funchy? They're like $270 million maybe? $240 million? Let us know, Funch. I'm throwing out numbers. $260 million. There you go. See? Pretty close. Pretty close. 
But the bottom, the bottom of the barrel, the A's, the Pittsburgh Pirates, these kinds of teams, what are they at? They're, what are their salaries or payrolls? A's 42 million. I just told you that one. The A's 48 million this year. Oh, fine. 48 million. Okay. The keep bottom going. of the barrel is Baltimore Orioles, 45. Yeah. How about that? How about that? One team would spend 240 million. The other team is spending 50 million. And the team that's spending 240 million goes out and gets the best player available in a trade. Because the richest of the rich get richer. So, listen, if you're a Dodger fan, you're like, hell yeah, man, I don't care. It's not my problem that Baltimore sucks and they got no money. It's not my problem that 3,000 people show up to an Oakland A's game. That's their problem. Right. So if I'm a Dodger fan, I want Juan Soto. But my scenario doesn't hurt the team that wants to spend. It just shames the team that don't spend into spending. I understand the shaming of the team. I got that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and here's the thing. Those teams like the Baltimore Orioles or the Pittsburgh Pirates or the Oakland A's or whatever, all they're doing is taking in revenue sharing money i mean listen the oakland a's couldn't even afford to pay the, the, for their one all-star to uh to, you know to get on some kind of a private jet to fly yeah. from oakland well, neither to could juan LA. soto and the nationals well that was that just was being for spiteful. pettiness yeah. yeah that's just being spiteful is all that is so listen are the dodgers in on this thing for sure of course they're on this thing um what will blake harris balake tell us later this hour we'll all find out yeah 545 telling you right now dude um the mariners think they're in on it the padres think they're in on it. the yankees and the mets so i don't know where he's gonna end up yeah i do want to get into the kyler murray thing because i i, I heard travis talk about something today that i thought was fascinating i use one of your words uh we'll get into that in two minutes Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It is Lake Compounds. It's a water park. It's like a, I don't know, like a Six Flags. Raging Waters. Raging Waters, Six Flags, something like that. Not Silk City. And it's literally, I'm not even joking, right across the street from ESPN. I've never been to Bristol because I I was never, you know how like all the new people go to Bristol? I yeah, never they went. do the rookie camp. Yeah, I never went. Am I still six? Um, I have to go. <laughs> I mean, you're good. I heard I don't need to go. Everyone's like, you don't really need to go. I've never been. I don't need to go. I'm getting the backpack, though. Oh, dude. I just got that thing said that it's shipping to my house. I'm like, really? yeah, yeah. Really it's cool. funny at the amusement park of Lake Compost. They say, they have a sign that says Millie Vanilli got caught lip syncing here. No, way. no. Yes, yeah, seriously, I saw the, I saw the stuff on the, uh, social media. <laughs> they do. That is funny because like if you, sometimes if you go to a golf course where a uh, professional golf event happened and somebody had a big shot on that hole, they might have a little plaque that says, "Hey, Tiger Woods had a hole in one here." I'm just making that up. And uh, to have in an amusement park 
this is where Millie Vanilli got busted for lip syncing. That's funny. It is. I couldn't believe it when I when I went there and it had that. Yeah, it's great, um, and it's a cool little park. You know, it's fine. Everybody's uh, giving me a hard time in the community. They're like, dude, if you have not been to Six Flags, then you can't say Knott's Berry is a good roller coaster park, dude. I haven't been to Six Flags. I've gone driving by and I've been like, God, I got to get in there. I got to go ride all those roller coasters. I will ride any roller coaster. You know, like I used to be one of those people who was afraid to ride roller coasters. Why afraid? Just was like, I, Are you I don't know. Of heights? No, not really. Oh. Just, just for some reason, as a younger person, I just was like, I wasn't into it. I wasn't, and then I got on to some really, really bomb roller coasters. Yeah, and now I'll ride any one of them. Hmm. So interesting. I haven't been to Six Flags though. Well, what are you waiting for, dude? I don't know. I got to figure it out sometime. You know, maybe I'll go later this summer. But it's hot as you know what up there. You know, it is hot as you know what. Do you know what? It is. <laughs> what? <laughs> do i know what what is you know it's hot as you know what oh do you know do you know what it is yeah it's crap poop oh yes yeah that's right all right so where were we what kyler were murray no oh, kyler murray that's travis right. said this earlier and i agree with him i have been very much in on this i remember i used to have a lot of arguments with key about this i believe in the uh quarterback industrial complex is what i like to call it the quarterback industrial complex yeah where um you know so back in the day uh dwight eisenhower used to call it the you know he used to say that we need to worry about the military industrial complex which basically meant that countries particularly this one would get into wars for financial reasons right and i believe that we are in the so i'm teaching a little history here captain i mean dude you are blowing my mind here uh because who did you quote who did you say Dwight eisenhower and i was thinking to myself this dwight eisenhower guy um, you know, we don't usually talk about him. I mean, I, who's he play for? He was the president of the United States. Okay, got it. Yeah. I believe a multi-star general. He played for the U.S.? Oh, he played for U.S.A. the U.S. U.S.A. Excellent point. He U.S.A. Was on, he was on Team U.S.A., yeah. Got it. Okay, he's on the dream team. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, he probably is on the dream team of presidents now that I think about it. Um, so anyway, he um, he talked about the military-industrial complex, about basically like it the military business getting so big that it became war even small ones became money makers right in a lot of ways so the uh the quarterback industrial complex is basically that like we're just paying all these quarterbacks even though some of them are not great they're just good but we're paying them as great i totally agree and i remember this this is the reason this conversation came up and i remember arguing with key about it during jared goff right and saying like i wouldn't pay jared goff i would just draft in i would I would sign the year that he's going into his fifth year. I'd pick up the option, and then I'd draft another quarterback and and try to figure it out and com- let him compete. And eventually that sort of kind of happened. They just traded him for another quarterback. But nonetheless, they chose not to – they chose to pay him, but eventually they realized that was a mistake, and they chose to trade him and got a better quarterback and got an upgrade. And that's my thing. If you can't trade for an upgrade – just draft another guy. Well, the thing about drafting another quarterback is teams look at it as starting over, right? And they also, as the general managers, they look at it as we don't look very smart, do we? We drafted a guy, and five years later, he's not good enough to play for us. Yeah, like, but wait for a example, second. Wait a yeah, second. Yeah, go ahead. Do you remember a general manager in Green Bay named Ron Wolf? Okay, yes. 
Do you know how many quarterbacks he drafted every year? Um, how many he drafted every year? Yeah. I don't know. Did he draft a quarterback every year? Is Pretty much. Yeah. Do you remember at one point when they had Brett Favre? Mm-hmm. They had Matt Hasselback. Mm-hmm. They had Mark Brunel. And then they had the kid Aaron Brooks who played for New Orleans for a little while and took him to the playoffs. Yep. He traded all three of those guys. At the very least, they're assets. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo got traded. Okay. But wait. So, but what are we talking about with Kyler Murray, though? So, what I'm saying is, I don't think, I, do you think Kyler Murray is like an elite level quarterback? Okay, so this is what I'm, I'm glad we're getting to this. So no. See, I think Kyler Murray is like, if Darren Sproles could play quarterback, that's Kyler Murray. Like, I think he's really fun to watch and he's a very exciting player, but I don't know yet if he's really somebody that can help lead my franchise to a championship. And I felt stuck. Uh, when I say I, I'm feeling like I'm the Arizona Cardinals here. I feel stuck. I got to sign this guy. And if I don't sign him and I don't give him the money, then going into this season, you know, he, he's not going to give me his best. Right. And here's the thing. I, I watched a lot of Kyler Murray because he was my fantasy quarterback the last two years. So I, I know what I've got there when I'm watching Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray could be really good. I just think that something is missing there. Okay. Now, look, you know, I, I took a lot of grief because I felt like Lamar Jackson was a, was better than people were giving him credit for. And I remember another time when I was working with Key in the morning, uh, we had Bill Polian on. Remember he made that statement about Lamar Jackson? Yeah, that he wasn't even going to be a quarterback in the right. NFL? Right, and yeah. we, that was on our show. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, really? Yeah, it was on our show. And, and did, we, you, uh, did you get the soundbite on SportsCenter like you we wanted? We did, actually. We right? did, and So actually. here you busted my chops yesterday about yep. wanting to get Martin Jarman on to put him in a position right, to but say we something? Didn't, we didn't know that Bill Polian was going to say that. Well, that's good stuff, though. Yeah. So we got that. By happenstance, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, we didn't DM. Yeah, we didn't DM Lamar Jackson. You did not either. DM yeah. Lamar Jackson like I did. Yeah, so, you know, I'm a Lamar Jackson guy. Like, I think Lamar Jackson's good, and I think Lamar Jackson's only gotten better every year um, as a quarterback. Now, I, I just don't see that same upside with Kyler Murray. I also don't see that same upside with Dak Prescott. But, you know, people think I'm nuts because they say I see it with Lamar Jackson, and they think that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback. He may be a better passer of the football, I don't know if he's a better quarterback. I don't know if he's a better winner. I mean, listen, I like Dak Prescott, but I don't think Dak Prescott is a you know top ten and and all the statistics. I think would Dak tell me Prescott is. is Kirk Cousins, dude. Well, Kirk Cousins is one of those guys who, like a Philip Rivers used to be, and like a Tony Romo was before him, and like a Carson Palmer was, a guy who yeah, puts up numbers at, at least who doesn't Phil, win. At least Philip Rivers got to a conference finals right? one time, one and, time, and by the way, probably would have gotten to a Super Bowl had his running back not gotten hurt. Well, that or had his uh, had the legend of their franchise not you know been playing for New England and cut through the line and made an amazing well, tackle. There's that too. Um, yeah. But so the, you know, even Carson Palmer, right? Like went deeper in the, went deep in the playoffs. And, and look, maybe Dak Prescott proves me wrong. Maybe Kyler Murray proves me wrong. But I, if I were betting on any of those guys, um, I, I've look, I've already staked claim to I'm betting on Lamar Jackson. Michael Thompson and I have been very much on that bandwagon for a long time. So. But I, you know, I well, think he's going to get paid now, George, because now the threshold has been set. But if, I, I just like Lamar Jackson 
way better well, he's, but, than but I like George, Kyler Murray, and he, and I he, like him better than I like Dak Prescott. His resume, even though he's not as as good a passer as Dak Prescott. Listen, Lamar Jackson's resume. Let me tell you what it's got on it: a league MVP. It does. Okay. Yeah. So so Lamar Jackson now looks at where Aaron Rodgers is, which is somewhere in like the fifty plus million dollar range, fifty even change, and then you've got now Kyler Murray at forty six point one million because he had to get that point one so that he could be paid more than Deshaun Watson is being paid. Right. So now Lamar Jackson, I suspect, will come in and he'll go, okay, forty six point one is what we're taught. That's where we're starting. Right. And Aaron. By the Rodgers way, is- I think Deshaun Watson is better than Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray too. Yeah, um, I totally agree. But he's probably also going to miss half the season, unfortunately. No, right, yeah. I, mean, I say unfortunately I, just, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan. Right, I, I'm just saying, like, from a, just from a pure football perspective, I think he's better than the other two guys. Listen, Dak Prescott, I would never have signed him and given him that kind of money because of the injury that he was coming off of, and he had a good year last year. But, again, hasn't shown me yet that he's a championship-caliber player, and I felt like the, the, the Cowboys at the time, they were kind of stuck. This is our guy. If we yeah. if we don't sign him, we, we're starting all over. Yeah. And that's the same situation I think the Cardinals found themselves in. Yeah, and and I just don't think you need to do that. I would rather take the fifth-year option on the guy and then that year dra- also draft a guy and figure it out. And if I want to keep the guy that I got, then I'm just trading the other guy because he's an asset. Well, I think that's what the 49ers have just See, found out. I should be a GM is what I'm saying. I'm of the opinion. Kind of like you want to be in the state assembly. I yeah. think I should be a GM. Yeah, well, listen, I feel like I could be a GM. I mean, if you had to be a GM in football or a GM in basketball. Well, I definitely would, would take... rather. I think I would be a much better GM in basketball. And I think I'd be a very solid GM in football. Yeah. Very solid. Like how solid? So my buddy who's the offensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns, you know, We've had these conversations. Alex like, Van Pelt. Right. I said, well, I'll say no relation say. to Scott Van Pelt. Zero relation. Yeah. Uh, although they would like to meet each other. I'd like to you know, put that meeting together. Yeah. Although you're not doing that because, you know, you were harassing Scott Van Pelt. On well, Scott Van Pelt and I did have beef at one time. I think we've I think we're cool now. I think are we're you? Cool. Yeah, I think we're good. I think Scott Van Pelt and I are. So good if now. I if I if I said like if I ran into Scott Van Pelt and mm-hmm. I said Scott Kaplan, you know, my mm-hmm. co-host, mm-hmm. do you think he says to me, oh, that guy? Or do you think he says to me, oh, that guy? Yeah, I think he says, oh, yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah, he's all right. He's all right. We had a little mm. beef, but we're cool now. Mm. Now, know. there's some other people that you might run into along the way. They'll be like, oh, that guy right there? Pfft. I don't talk about that guy. Yeah. But those same people that would say that about me, I say that about them. Yeah. So. Tuh. Huh. Tuh. Pooey. What are you, like the Iron Sheik now? That's right. USA. Pooey. Iran number one. Iran number one. Pooey, USA. <laughs> so stupid. All right, Radio Tinder's next in two minutes. Thank you, Chris Morales, and Don Knotts is my favorite part of Victory Company, too. Is that like a a Lindsay, fake Lindsay excited impersonation? Something like that, I guess. That was good. That was really good. I wouldn't do it. Thank you. I just realized I had a piece of uh, one little square left of Godiva. Dark chocolate in my Ooh, bag. Good diver. I just had that right now. It's delicious. So now, so now it's been wine. Do you prefer dark chocolate or, or milk chocolate? Dark chocolate. Milk oh, yeah. chocolate is for children. Oh, yeah, wow. dark, dark chocolate. chocolate. I guess I'm a child the then. Way. Yeah. All the way. No, if we can have this conversation. Um, you want to have it now, and then we can do radio dinner. Dude, dark chocolate is the best. First of all, when I was a child, <laughs> please. When I was a kid, I loved milk chocolate. I used to look. My dad, not even joking, when I was a kid, literally used to bring me. A candy bar every day. Kit Kat, whatchamacallit, Hershey bar, whatever. Love whatchamacallit. 
And mm-hmm. somehow or another, I never had a cavity, despite that. Um, but Same. I, um, I didn't like dark chocolate until I got older. And then I had it, and then I was like, and I had it with wine, actually. That's the secret. And then I was like, ooh, this is good. And then I started having just a more, ref- I guess when you get older, you just have a more refined palate, right? Like as you get older, you try more stuff, mm-hmm. you try different flavors. And I love, I can't eat milk chocolate. Like maybe I can have like a bite of like a Twix bar. Like, mm-hmm. you know, on on like Halloween when they have like those mini candy bars, mm-hmm. maybe I can have like one of those mini candy bars. But honestly, I, if it's dark chocolate, I'm in. So Trader Joe's sells dark chocolate almonds with 73% uh, ca- ca- well. cacao. Yeah, um, well. which is the dark chocolate yeah, that they, they, they make. They make it with. Yeah, so good. Yeah, but here's the problem. Yeah, you get those dark chocolate almonds from. Well, Trader you can Joe's. only eat like three of them. Well, no, no, that, and then if that, because if you eat more than three, then you're talking about like, like I think three is like a hundred and like. 50 calories Dude, or I grab a handful of these things. Yeah, you can't do that. And now I'm like, okay, I don't know how many I got here. It looks like about 12 or 13, yeah. and I'll just chomp on these things. And then the sugar rush, you know, and yeah. like what you're doing to your body. But, but you but can't eat you, three of them. Did you just hear me? I literally had a square of Godiva chocolate. One square. Oh, I, I have willpower, unlike you. Well, wait a second. How many squares do the you have? There were four squares, and I bought that candy bar in Vegas when wow. I was there for Vegas <laughs> at the hotel. And you've had one of four wow. squares? And I, I finally had the last square. Mirado. Okay, but the, Yeah, but hold on, dude. There's no more squares, right? Right, but I had four squares and I bought that thing like, like a week ago. ago. It's pretty yeah. impressive, but if there was more there, you might be inclined to eat it. No. No, I just had the one square. <laughs> like, I'm good. I would have put back one more square. Not me. Not me. I yeah. ain't got a whole damn thing. Hence the six, September 6th challenge. I don't know right. if it's happening. September 6th, baby. But, but that one square... It hit with the wine. That thing slaps different is what it does. It slaps different. You're correct. Why do you try to act like a 17-year-old? What do you mean? (laughs) Go ahead, Fungi. I still love M&M peanuts. That's a cool thing to say. I love M&M peanuts. Look, I don't mind M&M peanuts. Listen, I bet you if we put it up to the audience right now, especially 30 and over. Yeah. Now, Fungi, I know you're in that category. Yes, sir. 30 and over? The the older you get on the uh, on the spectrum, the, the more people will like darker chocolate. Yeah. I don't know about that. Dark the darker you go, baby. I'm not sure about that. Ain't nothing I'm going wrong, gun dark. <laughs> nope, it ain't. No offense, baby. No offense. You're a little light. I love you though. <laughs> All right, uh, guys. There's a viral video going around with Drake. I just sent it to you guys as a text message on yeah. a text message chain. Yeah. And is Drake just being petrified and scared to death by a bee? Now you see his handler is oh, trying it. to fan away to yeah. be and everything. You see the look on Drake's face. He's scared. And I'm I'm with Drake. If I get a bee in front of my face like that, I'm like taken off basically. So um, my question here, guys, bees are the scariest insects. Swipe left or swipe right. Sedano. I would say a wasp is probably a scarier insect. I never thought about that one. Um, but also in the bee family. Um, bees don't actually, it, there's a misnomer. Bees will not screw with you nope. unless you screw with them. Yep. Um, a wasp, different story. They're they, gunning. Hornet, wasp, that mm-hmm. group is different. They are a lot meaner. Bees, I mean, my kids are scared of them, but like sometimes, you know, certain parts of the, certain times of the year, bees are more prevalent, obviously. Mm-hmm. And if you don't mess with them, they're good. Like I go hiking almost every day and there's a lot of bees on the trails. And I, I haven't been stung. I mean, I haven't been stung by a bee in a long, long time. But, yeah, I, 
Yeah, I, you just don't mess with them. You're you're good. Well, you guys know I have. Uh, I'm still in recovery. Oh yeah, you, know. you stepped on a bee though. You're you're a dummy. <laughs> so I. Why did you step you, on the bee? I, well, Funch, did you hear this story? Have you heard about? I, what I happened? heard about it faintly, but yeah, explain it. So, so what happened was I went to take garbage out, and I was barefooted. And I stepped on something. Ain't nothing wrong with that, too, going barefoot outside. But it was dark, and I didn't see anything, and I was like, oh, damn, what the hell? And I thought, like, I got a splinter or something in my foot. So I I took the next step thinking, okay, it can't can't really hurt that bad, can it? And then it hurt worse. I pulled my foot up, and there was a bee stuck Mm. to the bottom of my second toe. If I tell you, I'm I'm not joking. So gross. My toe, my toe still, this has to be four months ago, at least four months ago. My toe is just now like coming back to its normal color from the black and the blue that it was. I remember when I called a buddy of mine who's an emergency room doctor to show him how swollen my toe was. He goes, yeah, you'll be okay in like a month, six weeks or so. I'm like, what? Yeah. You know what, Cappy? I thought you exaggerated that, but my chiropractor got stung by a bee and it's been two months and he's barely like recovering. So I guess it's a thing. Yeah, bees are bad. They're bad. But little wasps are like... Yeah, but like a hornet, like a hornet's nest, you know? That looks pretty scary. They want you like... Laura, uh, bees scary as insect. Nah, hell nah. A spider. A spider. Spider's pretty bad too, yeah. I hate spiders. Yeah. Because you can never catch those mofos, and then you feel like they're coming (laughs) after you. (laughs) Yep. No. Uh. Spider. All right, guys. Uh, let's see. We'll, we'll just do one more since we spent a lot of time on dark chocolate and milk chocolate. Um, so I don't live so far away from the West Covina Sportsplex. I don't know. By the way, real quick, people are chiming in and saying also white chocolate should be in the conversation. Oh, white chocolate. There you go. Some Jason Jason Williams. I don't like white chocolate. Me neither. Not no more. It's too creamy. Like a like when I was little. No, I don't. I don't like white chocolate. Too creamy. Yeah, agreed. All right, guys. All right, guys. So I don't live so far away from the West Covina Sportsplex, the venue of last last week's memorable softball game. Yeah, when Uh, Cappy gave up the yams. Yes, right. Damn, Uh, Cappy. Hashtag teammates. Doesn't change the fact that (laughs) that Kurt Kurt Sandoval should have caught that ball. Leave him alone, Uh, Cappy. He was catching catching everything in outfield. Laura, Laura, there's nothing I can say that's going to make Kurt Sandoval feel worse (laughs) than he feels. Okay, I can can say everything I'm saying on the radio, but Kurt is having to look in the mirror every day, and he knows. He knows what happened. He's good. He's in Channel 7 doing good. He's, He's good. good. He's good. He's the man. All right. Uh, just down the street a little bit more from the Sportsplex is an axe-throwing place. And oh, I know. I don't get them, you know. I don't, But I don't condemn, condemn them, you know. If you want to do it, do it. But I've seen a lot of couples do this on a date night where they go axe-throwing and stuff like that. I've seen them on dating shows and stuff like that. So date night with your booze. Y'all going axe-throwing? Swipe left or swipe right? Kaplan. I have, uh, I'll swipe right. I have gone axe-throwing with, with Rachel? my boo. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm. I have gone axe throwing with Rachel. I'll say this to the guys. If you go axe throwing with your lady and you're good, she will be turned on. If you go axe throwing with your girl. Wait a second. Uh, <laughs> wait a second. Whoa. <laughs> Why isn't your lady turned on by you pre axe throwing oh, is my no. question. What I'm saying is, is that she's going to be very, very turned on like, oh, my man can throw an axe. Okay. You know, right. <laughs> my man could never mind. Yeah, he can throw that. He can axe. throw it somewhere else, but not in an Oh, Uh Listen, axe throwing. If you're good, guys, your lady is turned on. If you're bad, your lady's turned off. So, just my suggestion would be either don't go or go and practice before you take her with you. That's all. Wait a second. What? What? <laughs> what kind of ridiculous answer is that? Well, the thing is, George, is that I went axe throwing, and you have to understand, I didn't know this going in, but apparently, I'm an exceptional axe thrower. Yeah. And ambidextrous, <laughs> so I can throw two at once. Right, you go. <laughs> right. How right. was that? 
That's when the axe hits the actual board. You see what I'm saying? I thought it was more like thump thump. Thump thump. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a little bit of bass to it. Then thump. Sorry, I don't got bass. Um, um yeah, I, I uh, swipe left. Like I, you know, whatever. I don't know. I'm not really all that interested in axe throwing. It's not for me. Get into it. You should get into it. Yeah, I don't want to be around a weapon. You know, if I've been buzzed a little bit or drinking a little bit. You know, and, I, and if, if I'm on a date, I've been drinking a little bit. Would you rather axe throw or bowl? Bowling. bowling all day long. Bowling is fun. Yeah, bowling is fun. Or like mini golfing. A long time. Mini golfing. We is should fun do too. a bowling event. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, the fun and games Definitely. department hates Definitely. you guys right now. The bowling <laughs> event. I've been asking for a roller skating event. I've been no asking... roller skating. There's could be injuries there. Well, I mean, listen, he's there wanted people... a rollerblading. No, no not rollerblading. Bowling. 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 People would go to bowling for sure. I don't I know if we'd have an alley park. big enough though for bowling. Is the you know what though, George? You might be right. We should find the biggest bowling alley in L.A. and then we should do a charity there charity bowling event. They had the Dodgers. I remember when, when I was at Power, they call, did a Call power them right now. Thing. Call <laughs> Lucky Strike and say, hey, how, Lucky what, strike. what is the capacity you have if we wanted to do an event there? How All many right. lanes they got? That's also another good question. Yeah, and a lanes. The, mm. Those are the two questions. Well, they have a private room in a back yeah, that do. has like They're five or six lanes just for us if you no, want to need, do something. No, like no, that. we need like big. We need like no, 100. No, you need the whole thing. You need yeah, the just whole ask, thing. Just ask. Just a very quick question. Tell them you're calling from ESPN. Well, uh, yeah, that'll do it. Funchy's doing, isn't this Radio Tinder right now? Bunchy, I'll do it. Wrap it up. No, no, wrap oh, it up. Okay. We're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah. All right. That is Radio Tinder. Yeah, we're way past the break. What? That is Radio Tinder each and every day at 5.30, sometimes 5.35. Just depends how we're feeling. 5.30 adjacent. 5.30 nice. adjacent. Nice. That is exactly the way to describe it, I would say. So, Cappy, dealer's choice. What do you want? Oh, we got Blake next, actually. Forget oh, about that. Balake. He's yeah. next. I Blake, want we'll do dealer's choice at 6. All right. Very good. Okay. Blake Harris. Our Dodger Insider joins us next. Phenomenal. I was just waiting for you to do something. So. That is great. Yeah. You know, I got to say a shout out to my man, Jim Rome. I know he's a daily listener, George. No, he's not. I swear to you, he is. <laughs> I'm telling you as a matter of fact. Okay. Like Newsom? I mean, listen, there are some times. Right. Where is guys... he like your buddy, like Gavin Newsom is your buddy? Or Canelo? Canelo, I saw just the other day, as a matter of fact. Oh, really? No, that's right. That's right. I saw Canelo just the other day. I was driving down the road, Mm -hmm. and uh, this was two days ago. I think it was Canelo's 32nd birthday. I was driving down the road, and Canelo and his entire mishbucha, okay, these guys were running. They were out training. So I saw Canelo running down the road, and I was like, yo, Canelo, my man. What's up, hermano? The lies. (laughs) Hermano. You're so full of crap. I am telling you as a matter of fact. Yeah. Hey, we got an update on uh, the bowling stuff. Oh, sure. Go ahead. What does Lucky I call, Strike I say? I called Lucky Strike. They yeah. said maybe up to 400 people. Oh, that's good. That's, that's intimate. Good. Many, we need to lanes? be intimate. Okay. How many lanes? Uh, they didn't tell me how many lanes, but they said uh, eight people can fit at every lane. Okay. At least eight people. Okay. Okay. Well, let me just think about that. 400. You got eight people per lane. Yeah. Uh, eight into four hundred is four, three, four. Is, uh, Break out uh, that calculator on your uh, iPhone. Can anybody man. do the math? Because I can't do the math. Can anybody do that? Eight into four hundred. I can't do that. Uh, six, five, five. Yeah, five. Fifty. No, they don't have no fifty lanes there, do they? Who no, I'm sure they don't. Fifty lanes. What are you right. talking? About? Well, I was trying to do math. Well, there, George. Eight, your math eight. is wrong. It is. You're you know terrible what? at math. Mm. We need to go to Blake because I think yeah. he'd be more accurate. By the way, before we go to Blake, uh, Grant in LA tweets: 100 percent chance when Cappy is at the axe throwing place, he says to the employee, "Let me ask you a question." Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Grant knows me well. Yeah. Yo, man, let me ask you a question. 
Can right. I throw two axes at once? That's my question. <sighs> Blake, save us, please. How are you, sir? Doing well. I, I can listen to Cappy talk about axe throwing more, so if he wants to keep going, <laughs> let, let's hear the uh, dad jokes you can get there. Uh, Blake, have you ever thrown an axe? Actually, yeah. I went last year for my 25th birthday, and it is as fun as advertised, especially when you start drinking some brewskis. Mm-hmm. It is a, a very fun time. Mm-hmm. And were you good at it? No. <laughs> and did you have a girlfriend with you at the time? I did. I did. But luckily, I was better than her, or else I would not have heard the end of it, and I still probably wouldn't be hearing the end of it. Right. But if you're good, it's a turn-on. If you're bad, which you were, it's kind of a turn-off. Agree or disagree? I wouldn't say necessarily bad because I was the best one there. It's just I wasn't as good as I thought I would have been because of how easy it looks. But when they start having you doing tricks and you're throwing from, like, 20 yards back, it's uh, it's pretty difficult. All right, there you go. So Blake's Blake's good. What, but what's not as good as what's more difficult, axe throwing or the Dodgers finding a way to acquire Juan Soto? Nice transition. I say axe throwing. I say axe throwing is more difficult oh. because if if the Dodgers want Juan Soto, I know that there's some reports that you know they've inquired, they've you know peaked interest. If the Dodgers want Juan Soto, they can get Juan Soto. I, I think that between MLB ready talent, between prospects, between being able to pay him whatever he wants. They can get it done. It's just a matter of do they? But, yeah, if, if the Dodgers won one Soto, they can easily get him. Okay. okay. Let me ask you this. Could the Yankees say the same thing? Could the Mets say the same thing? I think they can. But, you know, from what I've been seeing, it sounds like the Mets and Yankees aren't really on board with giving up their top prospects. There was a, a report a few days ago that the Nationals are going to be asking for probably your top three to four prospects in return. And it seems like the Yankees and Mets have no interest in doing that. But in order to get one of the best players potentially of our generation, it's going to cost quite a bit. So I don't think they're going to want to do it. I also don't think the Nationals are going to want to trade Juan Soto within their division. I think having to face Bryce Harper every year multiple times is still killing the Nationals. So it's tough to see them wanting to, again, just give them to another team in their division. So, yeah, it's all going to come down to, I think, again, which team is more willing to part with more of their top prospects. And like I said, the Dodgers. They have a plethora of them. I mean, they can part with four of their top prospects and still probably have a top 10 to 12 farm system in all of baseball. All right, Blake. Um, so I kind of agree with you, okay? To be honest, I, I actually agree with you. If the Dodgers... Wait, do you kind of agree with them or do you agree with them? No, I mean, I kind of do. I mean, the thing is, is this. I, I agree with the notion that if the Dodgers decide we want him, they've got enough equity to make a trade here. You know, they've got enough talent, both at the big league level and at the minor league level, to go out and make it happen. And I also agree that if the Dodgers were to get him and they wanted to do what they did with Mookie Betts, they could give him a long-term, you know, very, very lucrative contract. The Dodgers are one of the few teams that can pull it off. So make a prediction. Everybody here make a prediction. Where is he going to end up? If, if, the, if the Nationals are going to trade him anywhere, I do think it's the Dodgers. Assuming at the last second either the Padres or Giants don't come in with just an offer that's too good to pass up. But based on how things are shaping up right now and what the asking price is going to be, uh, I mean, this can change in the next couple of weeks. But as of right now, I think it's either he's traded to the Dodgers or the Nationals hold on to him and they try to do this all again in the offseason, which might be the smarter move. I mean, whether you're getting two postseason runs or three postseason runs out of Juan Soto, you're still going to get probably the biggest you know package in MLB history. So there's not like an absolute rush to trade him. 
But it's just tough to see some of these other teams that are in the mix. Again, parting with the top prospects, outbidding the Dodgers, which, again, the Dodgers, maybe they're just checking in. But like I said, if they truly want Juan Soto, it's tough to see him not being a Dodger two weeks from now. So what major league-ready players do you think the Dodgers would be willing to part with? Like, And I know that there's a lot of guys that you can choose from, but my guess is it'll take at least two or three, if not more, um, and then probably a, ha- a handful of prospects. Does that sound fair? Yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of what necessarily the Nationals are going for. Do they want guys that are going to help them win next year, or do they want guys that may be one or two years away for 2024, 2025? That's what they're kind of looking at. I think in regards to big league-ready talent, probably the only names that could potentially be on the move would be Gavin Lux or Dustin May. But obviously, Dustin May, he's coming off of Tommy John surgery, hasn't pitched in a year and a half. He's actually going to be in AAA tomorrow, uh, making his first rehab assignment, so he'll probably be back in a couple weeks. If you're the Nationals, I don't know if you want to, you know, take a risk on a guy that's coming off injury. And I know Gavin Lux, you know, we've talked about him numerous times. He's having a really good season. But is Gavin Lux, you know, a guy that doesn't hit for power, you know, hits for average, but isn't necessarily great defensively? You see a guy that you kind of want to center the package around. Obviously, you can be, but I don't think the Nationals, like I said, are necessarily wanting to get a package, you know, that is led by Gavin Lux. They prefer it to be led by some other prospects who potentially have a higher ceiling than uh, Lux offers for them. All right, Dodgers, Giants start the second half of the season tonight. Guys, the Dodgers are going to run away with the division. I mean, the Giants had that amazing year a season ago, and they're in third place right now, and they're above five hundred. but they're not what they were a year ago. And the Padres, you know, they always think that they're going to try and catch the Dodgers, but they never do. Guys, the Dodgers are running away with this whole thing, with or without Juan Soto. That's a yeah, statement. I, mean, I was just going to say, where's the that's question? A, that's there. not a question. Yeah. That's a yeah. statement. Yeah. Just a statement if anybody wanted to comment on yeah. my statement. If oh, not, okay. don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry ahead. about it. It's All fine. Right. Just no want to make that statement. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, so yeah, Cav, you should have uh, finished it off with what you were talking about, what, yesterday? That's the way it is, or the Walter right. Cronk. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was the other one? What was the other one you said yesterday? I had a dismount yesterday that George really liked, and it was like, and that's what I think about that, or something like that. No, it wasn't that. Nah, it wasn't. It was, it was much else. better than that. Yeah, it was a good dismount, though. I'd have to look back. But anyway, right. go ahead. And you know Blake. what, Blake, you're right. I'll, I'll start using it more often so that you know that I'm at the end of a statement rather than actually planning on asking a question. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for you to close with it. But, yeah, no, this, barring an epic collapse or the Padres pretty much winning 80% of their games, uh, this is going to be the Dodgers division, which is going to be great because last year, we saw them how much of a grueling process it was in those last few weeks. And it cost the Dodgers. They were tired in that Giants series. They were tired in that Braves series because they were having to give it their all to try to win the division every day closing out the year. If they cruise into September with a 10-game lead or even like an 8-game lead, it's going to allow them to rest, guys. And it's like a mental thing as well. You know, you got it locked up. You don't have to worry about, again, giving it your 100% all every night. So just in, in regards to the Dodgers cruising, which would be great as well, I think it's going to be so beneficial come October, knowing that they wrapped up that division so early on. Um, it, it really is something that can actually help them in October, which, again, there was a lot that went on last year between just playing a hot Braves team, injuries happened. But I do think trying to win the division did play a toll, and uh, hopefully this year for the Dodgers, that's not the case. Like I said, Barney and Epic collapse or the Padres just becoming the greatest team we've ever seen. Uh, I, I think the Dodgers, last I saw, have a 99.7% chance of winning the division. 
So I'll I'll take the bet on on that ninety nine point seven percent. That's how I see it. That's how I see it. There you go. That's, <laughs> That's what, what you said was. yesterday. Uh, r- real quick. George goes deep into his tweets to find that. I one. had to. I did scroll back for a while uh, to find that one, that particular one. Um, how would you characterize this Dodgers Giants series here that we've got going on starting today? Like, it feels. I mean, it's still Dodgers Giants, so it's great, but it feels slightly anticlimactic based on what we saw last season. Does, is that a fair way to describe it? Yeah, I mean, last year was probably the best season when it came to the Dodgers-Giants rivalry just because it was, you know, two teams that won 100-plus games fighting for the division, you know, literally the final day of the season. This year, not so much the same. I know the Giants are, I think, 13 games back at this point, so they're not really in the division hunt. And, again, the Dodgers and Giants, it just hasn't really had that same flair so far this year because, again, they just haven't been as competitive, but – Again, anytime the Giants come into Dodger Stadium, anytime the, Gi- the Dodgers go up there, these are important games. And no matter what the record says, no matter who's starting, no matter who's in the lineup, the Giants always are a thorn in the Dodgers' side. They always give them a hard time. So I wouldn't be shocked if these are four extremely difficult games. I'm looking forward to them. But I do wish that this rivalry would get back like a Puig-Bumgarner-type you know, hatred because it seems like ever since Puig left and Bumgarner left, there's just been no sense of anything in regards to this rivalry. It seems like nobody doesn't like each other. It seems like they're all friendly, which, again, that's all fair in game. But bring the rivalry back. Bring the hatred back. Like, I, I want to watch these games thinking, man, is, are there going to be some bad blood? So maybe we'll get that this series. I wouldn't count on it. But, like I said, anytime the Giants come to town, you know it's going to be a difficult series. Blake Harris, follow him on Twitter, at Blake Harris, T-B-L-A. And make sure you subscribe to his Substack. Uh, he's doing yeoman's work there. I mean, you want to talk about some of the best Dodger coverage there is. Go to Blake Harris's Substack and subscribe to it. I do it. Lindsay does it. Cappy doesn't because he's cheap. Well, two I'm reasons. Broke. Cheap. Laura's and, broke. And again, yeah, there's, there's, there's the support journalism and then there's the support sensationalism. I'm on the sensationalism side. No offense, Blake. And I do like that everybody calls <laughs> you now Balake. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, I will say we had a family game night the other day and the Harris family, the adults, I, I don't think they necessarily understand Balake, but they weren't a fan of it. But I also said, guys, um, welcome to the 2020s. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the Harris family, not a fan of you, Cappy. There Much you love to the Harris family. Yeah, uh, Blake, thank you for appearing on our ridiculous show every week, and thank you for your time as always. All right, guys. You have a great weekend, and that's the way it is. You know it, partner. <laughs> that is the way it is. Balake in the house. Love that guy. <laughs> Seriously. Really, That's that, how I, like I that see guy. it. That's that is right. how I see it. That's how I see it. Right. Guys, the Dodgers are in our way with this division. That's how I see it. No question. Yeah. No question. Yeah. Statement. All right. Dealer's choice next.